Hello and welcome to the Opposite Effect Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Diodato. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. Hello. Hello, Dustin. Uh, I want to start with an apology. Please do uh, apologize for whatever you feel you need to. Uh, I misjudged Donald Trump. Um, I thought he would be a bad president. Okay, I'm... I want you to imagine uh, out there in listener land that I've steepled my hands and I'm, I'm looking at Dustin like, go on. Yes. Um, I did not properly prepare myself uh-huh. or the rest of the world for how bad of a president he would be. Oh, I like what you did there. I see what I see how that, that was a turn. Yeah, I, I thought this would be like not good mm-hmm. as opposed to horrific. <laughs> right. So um, I'm sorry for not being significantly more upset all the time. Right. Um, starting on November 9th or whatever it was. Yeah. No, it's bad. He's a bad president. He's the worst president. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into get into the whole Paris Accord thing later on, sure. uh, which is... I mean, there's so many things that are just horrific. Um but that that's going to be a, a huge one for me. Yeah. Uh, if you all recall, last episode was my uh, angry rant uh, episode. Uh, I think all of them might be that from now on. Oh, good. Uh, anyway, uh, let's. Do you have anything, or do you want to get into crazy Trump tweets? Just that I'm not used to being not the angry one. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll try this episode no, I, to be... I, I, I need to stretch, you know? I need to, I need to find a new character for myself anyway. I've been okay. doing being the angry one for almost 40 years. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I mean, do a little, little swap. I, I did a lot of therapy about <laughs> that, so maybe... I did too, and it all failed. Yeah. So, uh... Well, I mean, Trump is pushing us all in new directions, right? Yeah. Uh, so it, you just lean into that anger, and yeah. I'll, I'll try to be the big... Bucket of hugs you fall into. The, the Daily Show uh, did a segment where they were where Jordan Klepper was basically saying like the reason that Trump is great is because he took the training reels off of the rest of the world. Uh-huh. That like he's made everybody like do things that they never thought they would do, like be the leaders of the free world <laughs> because the U.S. was so doing sure, it before. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, so um, he's really helping us find our inner rage, right? Or at least me. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get let's, into our, let's get our, our first rage tweet. on. Um, so. Uh, as usual, we're going to do some crazy Trump tweets up front, and it's going to be great. Here we go. Crazy Trump tweet number one. I suggest that we add more dollars to health care and make it the best anywhere. Obamacare is dead. The Republicans will do much better. What? Like, I, this is one of those tweets where I was like, I want to be angry. Uh-huh. But I agree that uh we should add more dollars to healthcare. We should definitely add more dollars to healthcare. But then I disagree that Obamacare is dead. Right. And I also disagree uh that Republicans would do much better uh because they have an option to do so. Right. And have opted to not do so. They are specifically not adding more dollars to healthcare. They're taking dollars from healthcare. Right. Um and an example of that might be um let's say you're let's say you're Trump. Sure. And you're thinking we should add more dollars to healthcare. <laughs> That's why I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote I wrote those words. I must mean it. Right. Um and then you're like I'm going to put my suggested budget together. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to take out, um, let's just say, like, $800 billion from healthcare. Yeah. Um, 
and then turn around and claim we should really add more dollars to healthcare. Okay, let's start. Sure. With all the money you cut. Sure. Um, and then add money to that. Sure. Here's here's my th- thing on it. If you want to say in vague political terms, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you're on Twitter and you're a politician and you don't have the space to get all wonky on it and like all policy based, so you just got to tweet about it. If you want to say in politi- in like political language, we should fund healthcare more in yeah. this country. You could say, for example, we should fund healthcare more, right. or we should find ways in the codes to, you know, uh, increase funding to yeah. various segments of the health. Saying we should add more dollars to healthcare yeah. is something a three-year-old says after they turn away from the TV screen after watching Wolf Blitzer talk about how healthcare is in, in great shape in this Question, country. Question, trade-off. Uh, yeah. We should add more dollars to healthcare, or we should get up. We should get all up in healthcare. Uh, which is more presidential? Um, get all up in healthcare. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm totally down with healthcare. I mean, I. Yeah, I'm. I, I think that's good. I think um, good. Healthcare is the balls. Is the tits? Sorry. The t- well, I could go either way. I could, yeah. I, I would take either balls or tits for the healthcare. Okay. Um, add that, more, that that is better. All well, of those that is are, better than yeah. add more dollars to okay. healthcare, which is something something the president wrote. Right. He it, wrote in, that. It's in the it's in the presidential record. It is a thing. We should add more dollars to healthcare and make it be the best anywhere. Yeah. Um, this might be a wonderful example. Uh, we've talked about this before, but we haven't actually hit it in a few weeks. Um, maybe uh, it was the Donald. Who wrote the budget? Right, and it was a little Donnie. Yeah, it was a little Donnie. Tweets. Right. Yeah. Like it could be um, that they are they are becoming less and less aware of what they're doing. Right. Uh, so all the different personalities are like throwing out crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, and then at some point somebody's like, "Hey, you know that's an opposition." It's like I don't know what you're. I, I don't recall what you're talking doing about. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Like I feel like the Donald doesn't even know what Twitter is. Yeah. Um, Little Donnie is on Twitter. Like Don is on Twitter. Um, now, now our next tweet. Yeah. Um, we're not going to read it. We're not going to read it. Uh, but I'm curious as to which one of these you think it came from. Arguably, this one came from the um, the Muppet Animal <laughs> version of uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I think this. I think this one came from a, a war within. Okay. I, I think it was a struggle. So it's the con- it's the confif- it's the kafifi tweet. We're just going right. to talk about it. We're going to get it out of the way. Everybody had their fun. Everybody had their laughs about kafifi. Um, so and we do we do a segment called Crazy Trump tweets. So we have to talk about the fucking kafifi tweet. Here's the thing about the fucking kafifi tweet. As much as we laugh about Donald Trump's fucking tweets, the fucking kafifi tweet is actually fucking terrifying because for six hours everybody was like, "What does kafifi mean?" And yeah, we were laughing on it about it because. We didn't want to start crying about the fact that the leader of the free world, the former leader of the free world, the f- the, the for- yeah. The, let's stop the, calling the, him the leader the of the free abdic- world. The leader of the uh, the free world, comma abdicated. Yeah, um, that guy wrote a, a a nonsense word and sent it to the American to the world. He sent the whole thing. He sent nonsense to the world. 
the president doesn't shouldn't do that because the nonsense could be misinterpreted. Yes. What's, I mean, in this case, it was obviously a typo. What's but. terrifying about the Kafifi tweet and what's terrifying about his Twitter in general is that it's very clear, especially in the aftermath of Kafifi, mm. that there is no eyeballs on what he does except his own. And he is not a stable person. He is not a person who is... Um, uh, not prone to acting out, you know, rashly, and he's not a person who doesn't sometimes enjoy a real mean joke. Mm -hmm. So someday he might just tweet something we don't know what, uh, and it might be real bad. Here's something I never thought I was going to say. He said, "Put more dollars into healthcare." Here's something I never thought I was going to say in, um, in the order in the words that I'm going to say them. I would feel more comfortable. Um, having Henry Kissinger write whatever's on his mind. Okay, sure. Because he, while batshit crazy in his own way, um, is significantly more experienced mm -hmm. in knowing what not to say. Right. And like, yeah, this is an example of like a typo that nobody caught. But but your your point is well taken in that like, um, it means that literally no one else is seeing these things. And it's, Seemingly, given the like, given the amazing inexperience, and, and when we get into this week in smoke, we're going to talk about inexperience sure. because that's Kushner's like basic Thing. defense yeah, yeah. for for what happened there. And everybody goes, "Look, these guys are just figuring it out. These guys are just sort of like sure. they're not politicians by by nature, um, but America voted for them. Uh, they're going to make some mistakes. Right? Um, the ship is too big." For you to just be like, let's go to the right um, without like... Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, without having like somebody who can read a map right. and determine like, oh, there's an island there. Right. Uh, we're not going to run... There's an uh, island full of missiles. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, this was just an innocent typo. It was a warning shot. It, yeah. Like, th this sort of thing shouldn't happen. You talk about Kissinger and Nixon. Um, the thing, one of the things that was so galling to people about Nixon was when they actually got to hear what he had to say yeah. on the Nixon tapes. Nixon was smart enough to not let people inside. Right. Don't, don't, I mean, do whatever you want. Do it fine. We're fucked anyway. Right. This is the worst. This is the worst. You're the, he's the worst. Now, now, now we have to also appreciate from the other side of this. Uh-huh. Um, that while we are getting to see the unfiltered version of what's in his crazy head, which is horrifying, sure, um, it's also going to allow things like when Comey testifies next week, oh yeah, for them to go like, well, you can't claim executive privilege because you talked about it on Twitter like yeah. an asshole, yeah, and on NBC. So you've already acknowledged that this conversation has happened, and you've already stated your point about it. Right. So you can't say you can't talk about this. Because you have already put it out in the public, right? And 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 right. his and his tweets have uh, been used against him in um, discussing the travel ban. Uh, multiple uh, multiple judges have cited them in the travel ban. Um, he's uh, he's dumb. He's a big dumb idiot. The problem isn't 
necessarily that he will use his Twitter for something intentionally nefarious. The problem is that he will be a big, dumb idiot in an even bigger, dumber way than he's already been, and somebody gets killed. Right. I, I guess at this point, it's a race between, like, it getting him... Yeah. Or, or it getting us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the question is, who's going, like... Future historians will, will be like, the Kafifi tweet was the turning point. As it turns out, he uh, is the Twitter destroyed America. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, right. We got a whole series of uh, fake news. We got a whole bunch more. Uh, so, yeah, fake, some fake news tweets, because he, he, was, he was big on the fake news this week. I guess he was getting caught up after his overseas trip right. I, I think and somebody had, had pointed out and this is probably somewhat accurate is that like maybe he had just been writing these tweets every day yeah and buffered them in because he didn't have like the data plan yeah, and then uh all of a sudden when he got there he's just like send send he's just going through his drafts folder yeah um all right so we got this one uh this man's president Russian officials must be laughing at the U.S. and how a lame excuse for why the Dems lost the election has taken over the fake news. This is another one where you had me for the first half. Yeah. Russian officials must be laughing at us. There is no question. A Pu- lot Putin of people are laughing at us. Putin is definitely laughing at us. A huge percentage of people are laughing at us. It's the back half, I think, that like... And Hillary's been getting a lot of shit because, like, earlier today, I think it was, she was basically like, you know, look, I take full responsibility for all the stuff that I, you know, that I did wrong, but that's not why I lost. And everybody's like, look, you know, you're not helping. And I agree that she's not helping, but I also don't think that she's wrong. No, I think you know, I, I think that um, she should take the L and walk away. Like, just, you lost... You're clearly a, a polarizing figure, and a lot, a, a lot more people are now angry at you than happy with no, you. No, from from a grace perspective, yeah, and from a like helping the overall end product perspective, she should take it and walk away. Yeah, but we've dedicated a huge percentage of time in this podcast, and CNN's dedicated twenty three and a half hours of every twenty four hours, saying that like the election was essentially like highly manipulated by the Russians. Yeah. And every time she goes, hey, um, that, we all agree that played into it, right? It's like, well, you can't say that. We can say that, but you can't say that. It was entirely your fault, except we all agree that the Russians did hack and they did meddle and they did do it in opposition of you. But if you point out that maybe you would have won if it didn't happen, then you're the worst. And I don't think that's fair. No, it's not fair, but none of this is fair. You yeah, know, like, but I mean, I think like uh, I I go to the bigger unfairness being um, uh, that the the current president is um, uh, a white supremacist. Um, yeah, I mean that's got its own thing. That's you know. So uh, let's go some more through some more fake news tweets. Uh, he's really hitting this one. Uh, the fake news media works hard at disparaging and demeaning my use of social media because they don't want America to hear the real story. The real story being Kafifi. Yeah, I'm I, again. Uh, I, 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 I'm the opposite in this one. Okay. In that the first half, I adamantly disagree with because half of every one of our podcasts, and we're real media, um, and I think I mean we're not really media. We're two I dudes, mean, but like me- this, this is a media product. Right. I mean, we have this we like we have this like hundred person company to put this podcast oh, together. Sure, sure. Like, I, I think we qualify as a media company. Absolutely. Um, 
And then uh, CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and all that spend, like, to say that they're not highly supportive of his social media presence <laughs> is, is just a full-on lie. Right. Like, like, like the, to their point, the Kofifi tweet, which was an obvious typo, like, and they weren't covering it from the, like, from the angle that we just took of, like, right. Jesus Christ. That means nobody's, like, nobody's minding the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, they were covering it from, like, what does it mean? That's crazy. Look at the weird thing that he did. Like, if they're willing to support a pocket dial, um, they're there for you. Now, the, the issue is, it's not telling the real story. Right. So, I, I think, like, his issue is, like, the media is not willing to believe every word that I say word for word just because I lied almost every time I said a word. Um, yeah, Donald Trump is legitimately angry that he's not viewed as um, Zeus from on high. Right. That his word doesn't come down as a bolt of lightning, strike all of us, and immediately... What does he actually... What does he, what does he do? What does he want? He doesn't want to actually be a leader of men. Yeah. You know, like, he wants this. He wants this weird chaos and anger and upset and just to be, like, at the center of it. And, like, did, nobody's did, happier than him right now. Did you see Samantha Bee this week, by the I way? I didn't. Uh, she interviewed somebody about the Muslim ban. I, uh -huh. I forget who the person was. Uh, but they talked, but uh, he asked the per she asked the person, like, so uh, with the Muslim ban that happened, um, like, um, could could he have gotten that through, like legally? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh yeah, sure. Here's how you would do it. And he starts the person starts explaining, and it just cuts to like, uh, we'll be right back uh -huh. kind of thing. And then it comes back, and it's like, oh yeah, let's not let's not tell, not tell him about that because uh, I I keep hearing more and more things about how um, like there is a genuine concern that if he does not get impeached, yeah, sooner than later, he'll figure out how the system actually works. Right. You know? I mean, I, but I don't think he cares. I don't. I like he does. He does. He's a seventy, almost seventy-one-year-old man. He's he doesn't care how this shit works, and he doesn't want to learn. I think no, I, but he wants to get the things that he wants to get accomplished. Like sooner or later, he's going to figure out that like if I do X, I'll actually get the thing that I want, as opposed to just the fight. Right, but he likes the fight, a and b. He doesn't actually care about policy very much, and he doesn't. Like he cares about the power and and I think and, he cares about tax and the reform. hand jobs. What I think he cares about tax reform. You think? Yeah. I don't think he does. I think he does because it benefits him. He doesn't pay taxes. Right, but imagine how the, many less taxes he could pay. The man, the man. The, I'm gonna put it out there. The man never showed us his taxes because he knew they would show us that he doesn't. That, that that he's up to some real shady shit. He's never he, the 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 guy doesn't give a shit about tax reform except in the case that it whips his base up. And it, I, I I think I think he I think he wants to save himself hundreds of millions of dollars. But let, let's move on sure. because I, I, we get lost in that. Um. Uh. All right. So uh, this is my favorite of them, by the way. <clears throat> this is a two-parter, right? Uh. Whenever you see the words sources say in the fake news media and they don't mention names ellipsis it is very possible that those sources don't exist but are made up by fake news writers hashtag fake news is the enemy um the first part of that is technically true it is conceivable within the confines of science as we know it sure that you could make make up a source yeah 
Now, uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post have been pretty good about saying, like, look, we have, like, five fucking sources on this. Right. You know? They've been in, the, in sources <laughs> races lately. Like, they, there was one that was sourced to 31 people. Right. Um, the thing that made me appreciate this so much mm-hmm. was the Sean Spicer press conference that later that day. Right. Because uh, uh, it was the first one they'd done in a few weeks. Um, and somebody specifically said, like, so he's saying, like, things without sources are bad. But all these stories have, like, seven different sources. Um, he retweeted a story from Fox News that had one source, and then that story got debunked. Um, what's really his opinion on, like, on anonymous sources? Because he seems to be in favor of them when they support him. And John Spencer basically had no words other than to say that you guys make up news a lot. <laughs> uh, and the only example that he could give was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, do you, uh, you know what it, like it, it was basically that like um, uh, some people had said that he wasn't listening to the translator in. Oh right, he had he had he had it in his other ear, and then yeah. everybody who said it like immediately was like mea culpa. Right. Uh, but that was the only example. He's yeah. like, well, I didn't come up with a list of things, and it's like, okay, but, but CNN yeah. ran like like eight stories that day, and MSNBC and all those guys ran like a bunch of super incriminating stories, you could have picked any one of those right. and said that's fake news, but you opted not to. Right. Uh, so let's get into our last one. That way we can get... Because uh, we got a bunch of smoke ones coming up. Sure. But, you know. And last of the crazy Trump tweets for this week. He really went nuts this week. It is we, my... We caught like... We yeah. caught like 12. We, we had a... Oh, my God. Uh, this is... Man, he's president. Um... It is my opinion that the that many of the leaks coming out of the White House are fabricated lies made up by the hashtag fake news media. If you've ever hashtagged fake news and you haven't like put a picture of like grimace like having sex with a hamburger or something, if you I'm saying if you've done it legitimately because you think that fake news is a real thing. Mm. Um, take your take your computer or the thing you tweet with, and uh, eat it. Well, I mean, eat, eat the whole. Just eat it. I mean, in in, in their defense, put it in your mouth and eat it. Uh, in their defense, uh, I would argue fake news for basically anything on Breitbart. Eat all of it. Breitbart claims that they're news, and they're not. But eat like, it. um, the the but thing you, the thing that never I hashtag. Fake news. No, I would never hashtag fake. He's I trying w- to make fake news a hashtag. He's right. trying to make it a thing that happens. Right. He's trying to get it to trend. Uh, I've never. I only hashtag things that are virtually impossible to be a hashtag. Right. You know, like something that's so specific to the situation that basically, like, it's it's the punchline of the joke. Right. Currently eating saying. chicken soup. Yeah. yeah. Um, hashtag. I don't know what. Um, I'm not ready for improv right now. God damn it! I didn't even warm up. <laughs> um. The thing that I love about this one in particular is how in opposition with itself it is. Because to say, like, I believe that the leaks coming out of the White House are fake news. So what you're saying is either there are leaks coming out mm-hmm. or there's fake news. Right. But they, you, can't, you can't really be both. You can't have leaks without a leaker. Right. But you can have somebody making up sources... 
but that's not leaks. That's making up sources. Right. It's, right. it's one or the other. And that's the thing that, like, yeah, and we talked about this last week, I think, but, it, like, the degree to which they're saying, like, the problem right here is leaks. And it's like, so then you're saying everything is true. Yeah. And if you're saying everything is true, maybe we spend some time talking about all those things that are true because Jesus Christ, you know, like. Well, speaking of some things that are true, should we get into this week in smoke? Yes. All right. That's another one we need a theme song for. Um, I'm working on it. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm counting on like one of these weeks you're just going to come in with a bunch of theme songs. I'm just going to come in with like a full on band. Right. Um, it definitely fit in our palatial studio. Right, that's why we build a stage. Yeah. Uh, so this week in smoke, um, well, the big one is uh, young Jeezy Kushner. <laughs> um, that nobody calls him. Oh, man. That's Until now. Yeah, that, uh, that's what I'm going to call him now. Uh, so young Jeezy's um, uh, go, uh, hanging out with his good buddy Michael Flynn in, de- in uh, December before the, before, uh, during the transition, but not... Uh, uh, not before, uh, but before Trump has taken office, and they're like, "Let's go talk to Kislyak, Russian ambassador." Michael Flynn is like, "Yeah, yeah, I love, I love talking to him. I love it. I love it. I love it." Keep in mind that all this is um, is as told by Kislyak. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, and and Mike Flynn's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. I did so much cocaine. I did so much cocaine just now. Let's go do it." And allegedly. Kushner's like by not anyone. Okay. Other than you. Kushner's like, okay. And Mike Flynn's like, hey, 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 you want some Coke? I got plenty. I got plenty of Coke. And Kushner's uh, like, yeah, you know what? I would love some. Right. None of this is part of the official story. There are no sources that back up the material that you're telling so far. And and then so they they both do like five or six rails and they're just flying. And yeah. Kushner is like, hey, hey. Okay, hey. okay, okay. We're 43 minutes into the yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, can, yeah, yeah. can we cut, okay. to the, okay. cut to the relevant part of the so story? Kushner's like, hey, I got a great idea. Let's go talk to Kislyak right now. And Michael Flynn's like, yeah, 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 okay. And they go over and, and, and they call him up and they're like, hey, 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 Sirik, Sirik. And Sergey's like, yes. And they're like, you want some cocaine? And he's like, okay. no. <laughs> We're going to need to get past the cocaine thing because <laughs> we, okay. we have a lot okay. of things well, to cover. Uh, more for us. But anyway, here's the deal. We think, we think, we should establish a back channel to Russia. And Sergei's like, that's basically what you do right now. You just talk to me. Right, that's what's happening. That's what is happening. And like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Do you need me to take over the story? We want to go to the Russian consulate, and we want to go to one of your secure rooms and your equipment and communicate with Russia. And Sergei Kislyak's like, okay, let me go talk to my people. And then he goes back to his people. He's like, this has got to be trap, right? And like Putin's like, oh, we can't. This, this is no. We're not doing that. We're not letting. We're not letting those coke fiends into a consulate. Um, Allegedly, by no one again. So, as Dustin said, we know about this because Kislyak, under extensive surveillance, mm-hmm. went and talked about it to his handlers back in Russia. And his handlers back in Russia were like, that's a terrible idea. We shouldn't do that. Um, and, and, and to be fair, mm-hmm. there, are two possible out- there are two possible options here. There's one. Right. Because uh, that made this all up. Right. Two, it actually happened. Right. Now, if Kazakh had made it all up, right. then logically, uh, Kushner right. and Sean Spicer sure. 
And all those people will be like, yeah. Um, that didn't happen. That never happened. Um, instead, they're like, no, it was a good idea. Right. It was um, a good idea, and we're so sorry they didn't take us up on it. Right. We're not going to specifically deny it or confirm it, but if we did it, sure. great idea. Great idea. It happens all the time. All the time. Private citizens who are not currently the president or in, in the administration, they go to the, they go to the Russian uh, ambassador all the time and are like, I want to talk to you privately on your equipment. Right. And if you ask anyone in the administration if that is a common practice, they will say yes. All the That time. happens all the time. And if you ask literally anyone else in the world, they right. will say, no, that never happens. That and even if it was going to happen, it would never happen like that. Right. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if the administration people are saying, yeah, that happens all the time, aren't admitting that they did it all the time. It, it's possible. <laughs> but like, um, I have been racking my brain to figure out um, what a good justification for it would be. And the only one they came up with, uh-huh. uh, because I kept hearing this over and over and over again, right. is, um, well, if there were collusion, right. they wouldn't need this back channel because they'd already have one. No. <laughs> right. Incorrect. Um, that implies, A, um, that uh, you don't ever have to start a back channel. Right. Um, and, and B, it just means that, like, we want a new one. Right. Like, right. No, like, um, uh, I've also been racking my brain trying to think of legitimate reasons this could have happened. And the only one I can think of is a lot of cocaine. Yeah, uh, which is not accurate. <laughs> but I understand where you're coming from. Uh, but yeah, like, because in that scenario, the only person you're hiding from in this conversation is U.S. intelligence. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, U.S. intelligence theoretically cannot pierce the encrypted communications channels that the consulate has back to Russia. Right. But they probably can, because that's where they heard the Kislyak well, thing I to begin mean, with, they, but they, we'll ignore that. They had Kislyak under multiple types of surveillance, and I don't think they would burn... How they got it. How they got it just for this. I, th yeah. I think they would probably burn, like, cell phone conversations he had or something. Um, but regardless, like, the th the, 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 there's, there's no re reason to do this like I've I've heard people theorize that like well the they thought they were under surveillance and they didn't trust the previous president and that's why they would do something like this to try and establish like th th this was Russia. They well, didn't trust the previous president in what respect? Uh, well, they thought he was surveilling them and also he was black. Um, but I, but but I mean that but that's relevant because like because yeah. what are you gonna talk about that you don't want Obama don't to want hear? Obama, well, because you're basically like. Here's here's probably here's here's one theory. They they didn't want to talk. They didn't want Obama's Pentagon and his his people to hear about their plans for a Syrian invasion that they were trying to work with Russia on to get out of the gate at, on like January twentieth. Right, but that that essentially violates a one president Act. at a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that that's a total violation of a number of things. Right. Um, and also. Can't you wait like a month? Right. Like, th like it, it's it's a bullshit explanation. It doesn't make sense. Um, 
uh, also they were being surveilled because they're a bunch of criminal thugs. Right. And this is seemingly, uh, we talked about, uh, like, or I don't even remember if we talked about, but like, Nunez and his, his shadiness about, yeah. like, unmasking. I think we skipped that tweet. Um, yeah, yeah. We were going to talk about it, but, like, this is seemingly what Nunez was, as far as I can tell, what Nunez was talking about in terms of, like, hey, they unmasked conversations that were happening. It's like, yes, this is fully one of them. Because even, like, Clapper um, reluctantly had to be, like, you know, who Trump kept saying, like, well, even he says there's no collusion. Clapper was like, no, this is the thing. Yeah. Like, when I said, like, when I, like, when collusion was potentially something on the page, I was the guy who said, hey, this thing's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't no, you guys I mean, check there's, this out? There's, like, the thing, the thing I find so absurd about the unmasking conversation is, like, we collect everything, and we can talk about whether or not that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm pretty pretty opposed to a lot of NSA collection. It's it's something that happens though, and it's been happening for years. Um, and then there's an unmasking process whereby people are uh, re- it's the identity of the people in a conversation is revealed or not in. Uh, a, a, a memo prepared by the NSA for somebody to read uh, an intelligence product delivered to an intelligence commu- consumer. But it, what's so absurd about the, the conversation about unmasking and whether or not mm. it was legal or not is that it's, it's always legal because they fucking have it anyway. Right. A. B. They unmasked you because you were doing something super shady in this case. Yeah. It's not like it's not like me calling Russia and being like, "Hey, Russia, let's go let's go talk about my embarrassing bowel problems." Yeah. And then the NSA is passing that around and being like, "Hey, Dave Worth has embarrassing bowel problems. Check it out." And and then they're using it to smear me in the press or something. This is people doing a really bad thing and getting caught and then being like, I don't like surveillance. I'm a civil libertarian. Right. Again, like we've, we've, um, I, I think we've made this analogy early on. Maybe it was even an episode that like we didn't air cause we did a couple before. Yeah. Those uh, were angry. Yeah. Uh, where it, it's sort of like if like, if you catch your wife cheating by putting a video camera in your bedroom, yeah, like she could be a little mad. There's a video camera. There's a video in the camera bedroom. in the bedroom. It's like you didn't trust me, and it's like, you yeah, can't. but I was totally right. Yeah, yeah. Like you were how, cheating. Yeah. How how dare you look through my phone and find the texts of my penis I've been sending to other women? Right. Like like uh, yeah. They're, they're, I, sh- I, I should. I definitely did not do the big harm here, though. Right. Yeah. There there may be some legitimacy to your argument. But, like, we got to address both. Yeah. You can't just pick one that you're going to address. Right. Um, you want to move on to... Yeah, yeah, let's move on. So, um, we got we got some uh, more smoke this week. Um, uh, among the smoke, Russians discussed potentially derogatory information about Trump and associates during the campaign. Um, they Meaning that they had leverage on them. They, yeah, compromise leverage. It's not... It's thought it was financial. It's not the P-tape yet, guys. We were all hoping and praying to see that P-tape, though. Yep. Fingers crossed for P-tape. Every night, I go to bed, and I'm like, do you have the P-tape? 
Yeah. Wrap the P tape. Here's what I hope, because I because I'm assuming that it'll get like sent to like a CNN or MSNBC sure. at some point. That like I imagine there'll be one, like a thing where like you know like Wolf Blitzer comes on and he's just like, we're gonna show this uncensored one time. <laughs> here's your chance. <laughs> Hit record now, guys. Yeah. Uh, and then that's just on everybody's fucking DVR for like. 10 years uh, where like nobody brings their DVR in yeah, to like no. get replaced because it's like I'm not losing the P tape. Now pick. I'll ignore for a moment the fact that like YouTube solves that problem sure. literally immediately. No, but, I want, but like, I want it on every screen. Yes. I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, that'll total be your wallpaper. Access to the P tape in every media I, I own. Yeah. All right. Uh, and this is again one of those things where nobody's specifically saying like that didn't happen. Yeah. They're just saying that like, yeah, but leaks. Yeah, but leaks. It's the pee tape. Right. Um, uh, oh, moving on. President Donald Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohn, he of says who fame. Remember mm-hmm. that clip? Yeah. Uh, that guy's in power. That, guy's got, that guy has power. Says who has power. I mean, a little bit. Like he, yeah, but well, well, be a lot more than us. He, Michael Cohn, has received and rejected a request for documents as part of Congress's ongoing investigation into Russian election meddling and contacts with the Russian campaign. So he's not cooperating with investigators, which is... His right. It's. I mean, he is an attorney. He, yeah. No. Although in Trump's words, that seems a little suspicious. It seems a little. Um, uh, Nigel, Although he didn't say suspicious, he said a lot yeah. dumber shit. Uh, Trump's good friend Nigel Farage... Mm-hmm. Um, it's now a person of interest in the FBI's Russian investigation. Yeah, uh, and that one is... Uh, I was reading a little bit about that specifically, and they were like, look, we don't know specifically what he may or may not have done. Right. But he's he keeps coming up, like, <laughs> with all of these different people. Like, yeah. he knew everybody. He met with them in sort of a chronological order. Like, yeah. we keep seeing his name a lot. Yeah. So maybe, like... Why don't you come in here and talk to us? Yeah, I think I get the feeling as well on like, like the uh, the intelligence report. Mm-hmm. There's a box you can check for looks goofy. Yeah, and like uh, next to all these guys, there's just like, and by and goofy is in like quotes in the sort mm-hmm. of way that's like goofy, you know, like mm-hmm. that Carter Page sort of like. When like, he's just batshit insane, he just like, looks like. Nutty, but also weird, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Nigel Farage, when, when he smiles, he looks like he's got six mouths. Um, big Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions. Yep, uh, he may have met with the Russians again. He may have forgotten to mention yet another meeting he had with Sergey Kislyak. Hey, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then on top of that, um. Some of the senators found out about it. Al yeah. Franken, another guy whose name I'm, I'm forgetting. Um, uh, he, he was like, hey, uh, Comey, do you mind looking into this? And Jim uh, Comey was like, golly gee. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he spoke words, and it was all like the Magna Carta coming out of his yeah. mouth. Um, and then maybe, or maybe not, Jeff Sessions got wind of that and was like, we should probably fire this guy because he's about to look into my shit, too. So uh, that feels a little com- that feels a little like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I want to say conflict of interest, but that's not uh, it. It's uh, yeah, blocking it's big, justice. It's the, obstruction. the uh, obstruction of justice. Called, I mean, it's a conflict of interest. It's obstruction of justice. Also, J- Jeff Sessions 
like we have a lot of fun with members of the House. Yeah. Right. But Sessions was a senator. Right. Like he's supposed to be one of the smart ones. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not. not. No. Um, or he's just so in deep. Oh um, God. Like what? What do they have on him? Um, so, it, it, like this would be like the third or fourth meeting with with a with a Russian official that Jeff Sessions somehow forgot to report and lied under oath about. Right. Um, and, and the basic idea is, it's not so much that like people didn't know that he was there because he was physically on tape being at that location. Uh, the specific connection that they're talking about is uh, that Donald Trump gave a speech at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington D.C. Yeah. And um. And they said the contact between him and Kislyak was a casual, yeah, just hey, how passing. you doing? And then uh, there seemingly were a bunch of people that's like, oh no, they they had a separate private meeting, yeah, like before the event or after the event. I, I wasn't one hundred percent sure from the right. from reading it. Um, that like was a like, hey, let's the four of us get in a room and talk about some shit, which is totally different. Than the previous yeah. thing again, not illegal except for the perjury part. Well, and you got to put it on your uh, clearance forms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's just say all this Russia stuff is fake media, sure. fake news, big um, news. hashtag fake news. Um, then uh, Trump's not indebted to the Russians in any way. Yeah. Um, but every single agency involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, has said they hacked our campaign. Right. And then the intelligence community said, and I want to point out specifically to these dudes over here who were highly involved in it, you have 24 hours to get the fuck out of the country right. before like, we come and get you. Right. Um, and those people were like, yeah, we did it. We're going to go. Yeah. Um, we should be mad at that. Right, sure. Because uh, that was basically them admitting they were involved in some shady shit. Right. Um, if you were not in Russia's pocket, you would agree with all of the words that I said in the order that I said them. Sure. Um, Trump seems more than willing to forgive and forget and said, hey, you guys can have those compounds back. And like, in exchange it's cool. for nothing. Right. He got nothing. The, de- the deal maker of the century got nothing that we know of. Right. It's just seeming like... At this point, it's just Putin going to him and going, I want that. And him going, well... And Putin going, pee-pee tape. Right. Um, now, I have to hand it to Putin. Because... Um, and this may become a regular segment, too, of, like, good on you, Putin. <laughs> Got to hand uh, it Because of the way he's playing this. Because, basically, he came out today uh, and said, like, look, I'm not going to say that, like, maybe a couple of patriotic Russian... Freelance hackers maybe got involved in the election. There's really no way to know. But, like, maybe they did. Maybe. I didn't do anything. I can't control patriotic Russians, though. Right. Which is him basically saying, like, that is what I would have wanted them to do. Right. They were doing it for the good of Russia. And, like, I condone it. Yeah. Also, what are you going to do about it? Pee-pee tapes. Right. Um, So I, I appreciate the fact that he basically, like, Kind of confirmed it today. Yeah, it's going to be super awkward when he invades, like, all of Western Europe. Yeah. And we're like, and, and we turn it around and, and, and Trump is just sort of sitting there being like, I would like, I, I, yeah, not going to do anything about it. And then we yeah. look over across the, the Atlantic and 
Vladimir Putin is just waving a, a blank DVD at us. Yeah, um, we are. We are. We, we have are gotten. So yeah. All right. So um, uh, we're uh, the big news from today is, um, as we say in our uh, segment uh, this week, and science can go fuck itself. Science can go fuck itself. We're pulling out of Paris. Yep. Um, My favorite part about this was everybody was like, what a great line Donald Trump had about caring more about Pittsburgh than Paris. And I wanted to be like, you know that the accord was just written in Paris, right? It wasn't... It wasn't saying Paris is a good place, though Paris is, uh, if you've ever been, it's really cool. It's not a pro-Paris accord. It's a pro-ending climate change accord. Yes. And then and then the mayor of Pittsburgh yes, also chimed in. came in and said, hey, you lost 80% of the vote yeah. here in Pittsburgh. And B, we're going to stand up for everything the Paris Accord says. Fuck you. You don't stand for it. He didn't say the fuck you part. Yeah. But basically, he said, like, um, you picked the wrong place <laughs> to say just because it rhymed with, you know. Uh, it didn't even rhyme. It just had, had a P at the front of it. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, and already, uh, California and New York, who yeah. were arguably, like. Throwing middle fingers all over the place. Yeah. And said, like, we're going to honor the accord regardless of, yeah. of what's happening. And Elon Musk, uh, who was previously on Trump's, like, advisory panel, yeah, they, uh, which is like, yeah, I'm a, done. A bunch of them pulled out. The head of Disney, uh, the, the representative from Disney pulled out. I think the GM right. is still in, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's even lonely there. Even fucking Rex Tillerson, who yeah, Tillerson was the head was of ExxonMobil, said no. Yeah. Like, this is a bad idea. And and here's the thing. I'm going to get a little melodramatic here right now. Yay. But, like, when I, when I mentioned being angry before, um, melodrama. Uh, there are times where we cross lines of which you cannot come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes those, those lines are crossed and we don't know that we're crossing them because there's a ripple effect that gets us there. Sure. Um, September 11th and where we're, where we're at with so many of those things um, can easily be traced back to the initial Gulf War where if we hadn't parked planes in Saudi Arabia, there's a good chance that... Al-Qaeda never would have gotten the rage that they did and never gotten the support that they did uh, from so many people. Right. Uh, and that easily can be led to 9-11 and ultimately can be led to all the ISIS attacks that we're having now. Sure. And if we just not crossed that line, who knows where we would be. Sure. Um, and today feels to me um, like a line that is being crossed that uh, we won't be able to recover from in the, in the near foreseeable Right. Future. I mean, it's just so senseless. Like, he he didn't. There wasn't like he made it. He made a little bit of a thing about the Paris Accords and how bad a deal it was or whatever. But there wasn't like a hue and cry for this from his like uh, uh, base that I'm aware of. There were zero questions asked about climate change at any of the debates. It was like climate change. He doesn't believe in it but he but he's it's such a, a a senselessly dumb political act in the same way that taking on obamacare is a and the way he's done it, it was a senselessly dumb political act all this does is make people like what they're losing yeah and yeah like uh, the the thing that the thing that drove me nuts about it was i kept hearing people who were arguing against why we would stay in it 
And the, the general argument they kept saying is, if we stay in it, the overall effect is that it will lower the temperature of the Earth by, by uh, I think, 0.2 degrees by 2100. Yeah. Um, and is that really worth the $3 billion a year or $3 billion or whatever it is um, and the jobs that are potentially lost by it? And I was like, that is such a disingenuous bullshit way of explaining it because it's not just a matter of 0.2 degrees that we're going to lose. It's a matter of the degrees that we are not going to go up. Right. It's, it's because of what we're doing. Four degrees. Right. And, and there is, there is a two degree window right. of which the earth sort of stops being able to be a hospitable place for humans. Right. So like anytime somebody's like, well, it's cold and that means no global warming. It just shows that like, you have no understanding as to what global warming is, what its impact is, like any of those things. Um, so you don't get to participate in that conversation as well, far as I'm concerned. And, it, and it's rare that I will make the argument that you don't get to participate I, in, in like... I, my, my confusion with the global warming is a hoax thing is... I understand being dumb. I'm dumb about a lot of things. I understand agree. being un. Thank you. I understand being uninformed. I'm uninformed about a lot of things. Also agree. Um, I and I'm not even humble about those things. I'm wrong all the time, and 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 proudly so, and aggressively so. But like, what I don't understand about the global warming thing is how where this information is coming to people, and how they are getting it. And why they are seeing it as valid when there is so much other information out there. I don't understand. There's some kind of disconnect. I don't understand how, how, how it's working. Um, and it's not just because I only consume the, the liberal fact-based media. I really don't get how, how so many people are convinced of something utterly untrue. But I don't. I also don't think that it's necessarily that many people. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like my my general sense of it is like that. There's enough. There's enough belief that like, um, while it's very conceivable that humans are causing global warming, yeah, it is also conceivable that it is a cyclical pattern because it's not like we hadn't like the end result of global warming initially for us may very well be another ice age, which right. seems in opposition but it, to but, global warming. But it's not conceivable that, that this is a cyclical pattern because of the speed with which it's going. Like if this was happening over 10,000 years, then yeah, but this is happening over a hundred years. Right. And I think they would make the argument that like, we don't know enough of the ice ages and we don't know enough of how many of those things but, played but out we, to know whether or not this have, has ever uh, happened. We have before. the cores of ice and show that show the melting. We do know. We, we know how ice works and how it heats and, and, and thaws. Right, but if you're not paying enough attention, like, you, you yeah, could yeah, you no, make, make the argument but the, but why, that, like, why should I, I not have a job? But why... Because you don't know whether or not this is true. But that is, like, literally, like, t like a, a, an infinitesimal amount of people in this country. Like, name an actual industry that is going to be undercut by turning the temperature dial down a little bit. Like coal, sorry, those jobs are gone. Mm -hmm. They're going away because coal is very bad for you. 
it's bad for the world. It's bad for the people who mine it. I'm very sorry that people are like working in that industry, and I don't think that the people who actually dig the coal out of the earth are unethical people for doing it, but it is an unethical industry. It's like asbestos. Like Nobody was like, listen, sorry, uh, we can't shut down the asbestos industry um, because of all the asbestos jobs we'll lose. But but here here's here's the issue about it. Like, it, it isn't as simple as that because yes, like we've made the discuss- we've made the argument before that more people work for Arby's than work for the coal industry. So it's not like the coal industry is is a part of that. But we're also talking about like emissions as a whole. We're talking about like air pollution as a as a whole. So when you think about like from I'm going to go build a car, you know, uh, type perspective, like. Um, in, like, it's one thing to say, like, this guy's going to go dig coal out of the ground. But it's a different thing for that car to now all of a sudden to say, like, okay, I need to reduce my greenhouse emissions by X yeah. amount. I have to make my car more expensive. And in making my car more expensive, I will inherently sell less cars. And if I'm selling less cars, I will need to let a number of people Alternatively, you could say that things like that drive innovation quite literally right and the person who comes up with a cheaper way to reduce emissions and improves on emission reduction technology makes a lot of jobs happen i'm not saying that that's not true but the argument is but the argument's flawed and wrong i I agree but i'm saying but the argument is that like if china doesn't have to do that and i have to do that i'm inherently at least in the short term at best, if I come up with that innovation, I'm still. But China has like, to do it. They're, they're in. But they're not. Like that's the thing. Like they're in the accord they're in too, the accord. and they're basically ignoring it in well, the same way that we could. Yeah, th- th- that's fine to say. But uh, China just stepped forward and said, "We will be the leaders on this accord." Right, and they're totally willing to do that, with the exception of the fact that, like, because for them, like, the reason Trump gets out of it. Right. For the most part, and it, other than the things that I just referenced, is the fact that we have to spend money into it to help countries that aren't going to uh, well, aren't going to do what they said they're going to do anyway. And China, if it's three billion dollars, China doesn't give a fuck. But the other thing, but 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 the other thing about uh, China and any major industrialized country is that we want to export our cars. China wants to export its cars, and China now has. 140 countries that can buy their cars and we have zero countries that can buy our cars unless we put them to the admission standard that the Paris Accords puts forward anyway. Yes, but we have three years before we can get out of the Paris Accord anyway. Right. At which point Trump will no longer be president. Um, Or 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 Arguably, the impact won't be felt until his second term. Uh, of of that happening, you just said his second term. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be president by Christmas, but like, really? Yeah, interesting. Uh, that's my hope. Um, I mean, I'm I hope he's not president tomorrow, but like, do do I think he's not going to be president by Christmas? I don't know. I yeah, think he'll probably uh, still be president. My, my my genuine belief is that the heat will get to a point uh, that he'll resign rather than lean into it, but. You know, we don't want to get there. Um, Hope springs eternal. Yeah. uh, Point being that, like, while there are legitimate arguments for why there is a danger to to this, uh, they are all 
seemingly nearsighted and ignore sure. the fact that just about every energy company has said, like, you know, we're working on solar, we're working on wind, and yeah, we're, we're working on natural gas, which is one of those things that, like, um, like I think we as you know liberals are saying, like, I'm glad about the natural. I'm glad about the you're working on other things. Maybe not the natural gas so much, yeah. uh, just because that involves fracking and basically like polluting everybody's yeah. water and and causing earthquakes and stuff like that. Um, so we don't want to lean into it too hard because you know, admittedly, like solar and and air and and wind are are at a point where they are where the energy is significantly more expensive because the technology isn't there I, yet. I just remembered something that yeah. I saw on the way here and I didn't get to watch the video, but uh, Santorum mm-hmm. apparently went on CNN and said that um, uh, the sun is not a uh, consistent source of energy. Uh, nope, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Um, uh, we're going to fast forward now because for the next uh, hour and a half, I'm just going to mutter what? Okay. Uh, but we'll edit that out. Yeah. Okay, and we're back. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. got to go 15 more minutes at least. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Okay. Um, let's let's move on to our, let's yeah. move on to our opposite effect. Yeah, let's do because uh, we're already we're, this is already going to be our longest episode ever because yeah. there, was, there was just so much happened this week. Um, and this we're going to start off one place and we're going to end someplace a little bit different. Uh, there was this, this controversy this week about Kath, Kathy Griffin. Um, yeah. um, she she released to promote herself, I guess. I don't know specifically what it was. She did a photo shoot where she's holding a severed head and it's all bloody and it's supposed to be Donald Trump's head. Yeah. Um, dumb. Dumb thing to do. Right. Real um, dumb. Uh, uh, shitty. I, I don't support it in any way. Um, I don't, I, and she immediately apologized for it. Well, you know, she had a shitty apology. She also lost her job at CNN. Uh, got a lot of blowback. Um, I'll, uh, most liberals I know... Which I feel like Anderson Cooper was pretty happy about. I think Anderson Cooper yeah, was like... really like hanging out with her. You can yeah. Because um, her job at CNN was basically... New Year's Eve. Yeah, get plastered next and and be be embarrassing on Anderson Cooper's shoulder. Yeah. Um. So um, the a lot there was a lot of liberal like outrage pointed at her. Um. And my, I mean, and conservative outrage. And uh, definitely conservative outrage. But I'm talking mostly about the liberal outrage that was like, oh well, we gotta we gotta uh, one of our own stepped out. We gotta show ourselves to be you know, true, good, liberal thinkers and, and, and better than, than our opponents, so we'll eat her alive, mm. which is fine. She sucks. She's not particularly funny. Um, also, yeah, we, we, should, we should live up to this stuff. Now, I'm also somebody who has said on this podcast, I think that uh, Richard Spencer should get punched in the face all the time, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind if the president, you know, expired. Um, and, uh, that is not that different a statement. Right. Um, and, and just to be clear, like, um, I, I don't think this was necessarily a, you should go kill the president or right. I killed the president. Here's, but here's, here's the difference between me and Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin has a lot of people paying attention to her. Yes, she does. And I have a podcast I record in a pretty hot room with, with my good friend Dustin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with a platform and with a certain reach comes responsibility. 
And I, there are probably things I would say less, not because I didn't necessarily believe them, but because I know crazy people are listening. Yeah, but I mean, at least a small percentage of our 500,000 listeners yeah. are crazy. Sure, but they're the good kind of crazy. Okay. The point, the point I'm making is, like, I don't think it's particularly hypocritical to hold in your, in your head, like, n- really super negative and, and somewhat aggressive thoughts towards somebody and um, not say them if you're rich and, and famous yeah. because um, you have the... the uh, power to influence. The power to influence and the uh, blessing to influence. Um, right, to make the argument that, like... Because there are people who said, like, well, I'm not a role model, and it's like, yeah, you are. Like, well, if, if you're out there, to some degree, like, you, you, you bear a responsibility. It's also, like, with, like... You know, I, I I create a distinction between like say a sports star who like in in a lot of cases this was their one out and Kathy Griffin who has had a pretty long career and could walk away at any time and be set for life as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um. Like I don't know her financial situation, but that seems to be the case, and I'm going to assume so until I get other information. And 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 for me, if if we had just let it go into the like, you know. Uh, into the shadow, or not sure. into the shadow, like, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, I think I'd be kind of right. okay with it. Um, but then Trump had to go and fucking comment on it. Right. Uh, and then talk about the fact that, like, you Baron know. Barron was scared. Yeah. Barron thought daddy had died. Right. Um, it's like, Barron's 11. Yeah. He's old enough to know that that didn't happen. And B, maybe if he lived with you, yeah. uh, he, he, would, uh, he would know that that also, wasn't the case. Also, I mean, like, your sons were terrified. Your sons kill animals for fun. Right. Like, there's pictures of Don Jr. holding a fucking elephant's tail and, like, a, like a snow leopard. Fuck you. Your, son, your sons are murderers for pleasure. Right. Now, if, we're gonna, if he's going to get outraged about, say, about showing a picture of that, right. then maybe he should... He, he, logically, he would also get outraged about saying somebody should actually go kill the president. Right. Um, but he didn't. No. Instead, he invited that person... To the White House. Yeah, he invited Ted Nugent, who on one occasion said that uh, uh, Obama should suck his machine gun, and on another occasion said they should all get machetes and go to the White House and chop off his head. Um, I which, wonder, which seems I w- similar to me. Yeah, I wonder how Sasha and Malia felt uh, in the aftermath of the election, seeing Ted Nugent in the Oval Office after that man threatened their their father's life. Right, and he's... Ted Nugent, he means it. He's, I mean, he could he could also potentially kill the president with the power of rock. I think we've also proven that, like, I, I mean, I think he's bad at it. No, but I mean, but you would agree, based on based on the documentary from the damn Yankees video, um, (laughs) that like even if the Secret Service were shooting at him, oh yeah, I mean, he's he could just play his guitar and the bullets would just bounce off of his rock and roll. Right. So you know. Ted, so he Ted, has that uh, he has that ability. I enjoy that Ted Nugent thinks he's like a real tough guy when like rock and roll was uh, done by complete dweeb wusses and that was the only, like this was these were people who like who had like long stringy hair um uh were 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 real skinny uh wore um th- the most flamboyant clothes imaginable and could only get laid by learning an instrument. Yes. I don't 
think that Ted Nugent is a tough person. I mean, he does hunt humans, but um, I think I, I I'm going to put it out there. If he wants to fight, I'll fight him. Okay, I'll take him. Hopefully, he's listening. Ted, if you're listening, name the time and place. No crossbows. <laughs> um, so again, like just because we're we're pretty much running like yeah, way so over Nugent, our time. Nugent gets to go to the White House, and uh, 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 Trump like is like, I'm enraged. I'm enraged. He right. turned he turned that rage tweet around real fast. He did, uh, when um, uh, uh, the tragic events in Portland occurred, where two men were stabbed to death for uh, intervening in an act of Muslim uh, against uh, 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 of aggression against a Muslim woman. Um, uh, it took him three days to comment on it. Uh, 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 one of one of them, like a member of the armed forces. One of them, uh, and that wasn't the only member of the armed forces, by the way, to die in a hate crime recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an African American member of the armed forces was stabbed for being black and killed. And again, took Donald Trump a long time to comment on it. Um, LeBron James had a racial epithet spray painted on his uh, house. A noose was left at the Museum of African American History at the Smithsonian. All these things have been happening while Donald Trump has been president. I am not necessarily going to draw uh, 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 an A to B on that because crazy going to be crazy. Um, But also they're awful and they aren't necessarily the acts of crazy people. They are often the acts of Horrible people, um, but but it, but it but what what is what is striking is how like and, and I'm sure it's happened in, in, in the reverse, sure. you know. But what what what's striking to me is uh, it's so easy to uh, to be offended by the Kathy Griffin thing when like at the same time we have like genuine people being hurt in right. in in such in, a way in, in, that like. And not only in, in not, not only are they being hurt, but being hurt um, in a way that makes the argument that everybody is like enraged about Kathy Griffin by. In a way, like people are like Kathy Griffin's inciting violence. Right. Donald Trump went out and incited some fucking violence, and now there's fucking violence. Right. And actual we, violence. And we have ourselves in a situation where, like, you know, when that reporter got body slammed, there's a debate as to whether or not those people deserve it, and right. there are a bunch of people coming out of. You know, How like work to be like, oh no, hit the hit the reporter. Yeah, that that's hit, that's hit totally okay. The, the the guy from Portland legitimately said in the courtroom, well, that's what liberalism liberalism gets you. Yeah, like, and I'm sure there have been people there, from the there, left who are inciting violence against people from the right. Were, I mean, but like the keck heads were all uh, were all like. Oh, this this is why white Americans should look out for white Americans and not intervene in like a Muslim problem. Right, and it's an American problem. Right. Any any time you're doing that, it's an American fucking problem. So the point is like fucking Trump stays quiet on fucking all this fucking horse shit, um, uh, like but can turn around a fucking like uh, enraged release on his fucking like on Kathy Griffin's ass when like the actual damage done. Is is pretty limited, and also he has the best security force in the world. And also, he didn't have to get this job. People hate you. You're the yeah. president. You volunteered to be hated. That do you remember how you felt about the previous guy? Yeah, you volunteered for that. Uh, when I people talk about the terrorist winning, um, and they talk about situations where we're we're not going to be afraid. Um, 
And when I look at what happened in Portland, because uh, that's basically our opposite effect for this week. Um, and when I look at what happened in Portland, I think it's important that we use that, even though we're not calling it a terrorist attack, although it is, um, but because it happened to a Muslim instead of by a Muslim, we don't get to call it a terrorist attack. Um, this is a situation where uh, I want to say to everybody, and I hope I, if presented with the situation, that I would follow through on this too. Don't be afraid to intervene in this way. Don't let this change your lifestyle. In the same way that people say, like, well, if we stop going to the mall, you know, or whatever, we stop doing this, the terrorists win. Um, this is another situation where terrorists or whatever, or just hate wins if you don't do what those people did. And it is super shitty that they had to pay the ultimate price for it. But I bet if you ask those people, while they would regret being dead, I, I think they would know that like what they did was the right choice. One hopes. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure they would hope that the story ended differently. <laughs> yeah. But um, look, uh, the point is, let uh, we want to make some good out of all that bad, right? So for this week, we'd like to uh, ask you to join us in supporting the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE. You can find them at care.com, C-A-I-R.com. Um, they are, as they say, the Council on American-Islamic American Relations, They're trying to uh, make all this a little smoother, <laughs> a little bit more rational, and educate uh all of us about Islam and how it's not about blowing up buildings. Yep. And All how right. it's a perfectly peaceful religion. All right. Uh, we'll we talk to you next week. so far over time. Yeah. Uh, but please don't forget to email us at contact us at theoppositeeffect.com or visit our Facebook page. Just search The Opposite Effect. Uh, and join in on the conversations about all the crazy stuff that's happening during the week. Rate I will us on frequently, iTunes. yes, and please rate us on iTunes. I frequently post ridiculous articles over the course of the week about dumb things that are happening, um, and uh, let's shit on them together. Yay! Okay. Shitting. Bye. Bye.